0: Hi guys, and welcome back to a brand new episode of Anime Podcasters. I am here with an amazing guest, GoPro Keo. How's it going, buddy?
1: Hi guys, I'm back. Uh, Giant can't seem to get rid of me, no matter how hard he tries. Guest
0: is back. Back here again. Uh,
1: yeah. Rick is back. Tell Morty. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Morty knows. He's uh. He's very aware. Yes, 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 yes. Okay,
0: okay. Today, I'm very excited for the topic. This is a podcast I've been dying to do. This is a show I've been dying for Kyoto to watch. He's watched it. He's completed it. He doesn't like it as much as me, but I I, I live for this anime. This anime is my favorite of all time. Uh, it surpassed your Yu Hakusho. It surpassed Death Note. Yes, yes, Hotshot. You heard me right. It's a past Death Note. Mm-hmm. Today, we are talking about... What are we talking about today, Kyo?
1: We're talking about uh, Zienkyo no Terror, which, uh, in English terms, would be uh, Terror and Resonance. Is a, a very recent anime. I believe it was uh, just... What was it? 2016? 2017?
0: 2014. Still very recent.
1: 2014? Okay. Uh, released in 2014, and uh, luckily enough for me, it was dubbed, so I got the chance to uh, check it out on the Funimation Now channel, and... I was pretty impressed with it. I liked what I saw. And uh, uh just to get give you guys sort of a basics of the story. Um there's only so much I can say without spoiling the rest of the show. So I'm just going to tell you the basics of it. The it focuses on these two uh young male characters and they are um essentially terrorists and uh this uh this anime tends to uh, sort of like try and show us uh their side of why they're terrorizing as it were um and that's about as much as i can say without uh spoiling it but from this point on i believe we're just gonna like dig really deep into it and just like get really uh uh really really into it and like just kind of like kind of dissect it as much as humanly possible
0: yes that's this is what we're doing on the podcast uh yep. yes we're gonna talk about it uh, all of it like from top to bottom like spoiler alert right now like get out of here if you don't want to get spoiled.
1: Leave. So yeah, if you haven't seen it yet, uh, check it out on either uh, Funimation, Crunchyroll, whatever you use. Uh, it should be uh, it should be available on Crunchyroll. It actually it is. Yes, it is. actually, it definitely it is. is.
0: It is. I watched it there. Yeah. All right. So yes, Terror Resonance. This is a great anime. I loved it so much. Uh, I, I'm so excited right now. I don't even know where to start. Let's start. Let's start with the, the beginning. I think this is a good jumping point. Um, so, uh-huh. essentially, the very first scene we have here is uh, 12 uh, in a sort of, I guess, snow truck, and he, he's flipping around this grenade. I'm not going to describe it scene by, scene by scene. And they're in this place in Algoria, if I'm not mistaken, and they capture this big plutonium bomb. Um, that's like very dangerous, and the way they go about it was very ingenious. And we see them, uh, we see nine graffiti the word Vaughn, which we're gonna talk about later on in the show, uh, mm-hmm. when, when they're capturing it in this, in this plant. And then, so this first entire scene where we see them working in action to capture this bomb, and like we had the one soldier like shooting at them, and then the other is like, why are you shooting? Like that's a fucking bomb. Like you're, we will die if that thing blows up. Don't do that. And we see the bomb in the final episode. A good thing it didn't shoot, shoot that bomb cuz the anime was being done very quickly. Um, what were your first thoughts uh, in that first scene, Kyo, and everything? Um,
1: so uh So, I'm just going to say uh, say this flat out. Um, first time I tried watching it, uh I didn't quite get into it the first time like mostly cuz like I only saw the first episode and I just wasn't all that interested in it the first time around. But uh, I knew I would have to, I knew I would have to like give my thoughts on it for the podcast. So, um, excuse me. Um, I went ahead and pushed through and I'm not saying it was bad. It's far from bad. Actually. Um, I I just wasn't interested on on my initial viewing, but then I gave it a chance about, I don't know. I want to say like almost a year later. And, uh, I enjoyed it a lot. Um, the first scene was just like, I wasn't, I was just like, I really don't like how it's just starting with like us kind of in the dark and like, I'm, I'm totally okay with those kinds of openings and like literally anything, but like for some reason, uh, it just felt kind of too real to me. So like, I was just like, what's the purpose of doing this as an anime? If you could probably do this in uh, live action, if not for, like, maybe cheaper, honestly.
0: I mean, I I understand what, what you're saying and everything. What I loved about this anime and what got me hooked is the uh myst- the mystery side of it, where 9 and 12 at the beginning, we don't understand what's happening exactly with them. 9 has these uh flashbacks, and, like, very, very quickly we see that, like, he's been traumatized as a kid. And later on, we figure out they were part of the Athena plan. And the Athena plan, mm-hmm. to me, was absolutely, like... I can't believe that, like... I, I just to me like the fact that those two kids survived and they well also five survived it obviously um, and they they have a mission they have they have something they want people to know about and they go about like people finding out about their truth in a very intense way which is like blowing out these different buildings and everything um, what did you think about this whole, like, setup where you have these two kids, they think they're the only two survivors, right? And mm-hmm. they go ahead, they, cla- they capture this bomb, and now they're going to start blowing out these different uh, buildings, they're going to upload YouTube videos. Like, the whole terrorism of it all, like, their whole, the whole setup here, w- was it something that worked for you, or was it something that was kind of odd to you?
1: Um. So, upon, like, actually getting past the first three episodes, I was actually pretty hooked um it's amazing how like the first episode can just like not do it for you but then like just give it time and then actually i uh, just sit down and watch it through like one sitting i watched it in two days because like i had other things going on but uh um i got so wrapped up in the mystery i was just like trying to think like what actually happened like i was so uh I was so invested in like the past of these kids like just thinking like what have they been through? What is their goal? Like why are they doing these things for these reasons? Or like I was just like, what's their whole reason for this? And uh which makes me think like this is actually a much smarter show than I originally gave it credit for. Um I had no doubts that it must have been like at least uh somewhat brilliant because like it actually Almost got nom- or I mean, I believe it got nominated for uh, some of the Crunchyroll Awards uh, back in twenty fifteen or something. I'm not quite sure. Did it? I didn't know that. Um I think it got nominated for music. I'm not quite sure, but I think I mean Yoko Kuno think... does
0: the music. I it would not blow up. Yeah, it would not I've been not, seeing, like, I've been seeing your uh, your
1: covers. I really love them.
0: Oh I, I have so many more covers planned too, like this yes, I love this series so much. <laughs>
1: but uh I'm not gonna lie, the, uh, like initially I thought it was too realistic, but as it went on, I was like, you know what? It, like, the way the backgrounds look and the way that it kind of just has these very muted looking color palettes for these characters that kind of shows, like, everybody's sort of, um, everybody's kind of desensitized and they're all kind of just, like, going about their lives, but then the uh, main characters who are, also in very muted color schemes, they there's the really serious one who I enjoyed a lot, and then there oh, was I the, love nine. the funny one. Twelve, <laughs> all yeah.
0: great characters.
1: They were both really interesting. It was nice to see uh, characters who are complete opposites of each other, but they still have the same goal, and they're very uh, they're very focused and they're very driven to bring their message out. And I really like that. But the thing that Uh, I was a little upset with was that they didn't go a little uh, further I think I mean like what I was initially expecting when you said it was about these characters who are terrorists I was expecting maybe we would get sort of uh, something a little more taboo and maybe kind of like dives into uh, kind of like making us sympathetic for people who are terrorists like at least I'm not saying you should be towards a terrorist person Not necessarily, but the idea would have been interesting to me if we saw through their perspective, like, maybe we could kind of have an allegory for, like, uh, Al-Qaeda, Taliban, or uh, stuff like that. Like, I'm not trying to sympathize with it. I'm just saying, like, it would have been an interesting perspective to see why these people do what they do. But I guess that's just, like, me nitpicking it, honestly, I don't think it would have been as enjoyable if they weren't that route, honestly. I'm sure I'm sure it wouldn't have. I mean, I really enjoyed how uh how nice it looked. The backgrounds are probably the best part. Not a knock towards the animation, but I really like how the backgrounds stand out and make and kinda of make you focus on these characters who have like very they don't have very bright colors like other anime characters. They look very simplistic. They they look very much like they are Japanese and they're Uh, skin is kind of kind of really light and pale their hair their hair is dark like an actual Japanese person thank you
0: There, there's, like, the animation, like, I, I'm more of a music guy, but the animation in, in this series, the scenery was absolutely amazing. Uh, one of my favorite scenes is at the end of episode four, uh, when Lisa and Twelve are on the uh, motorcycle dri- uh, driving away from the police and everything. Because, basically, Twelve at that point, like, the, uh, after that first episode, Lisa obviously survives, and she cho- chooses, basically, to, like to join their side and then uh-huh. 12 is like well we can't have her just running around like I'm gonna put a track on her so she he knows where she is at all times and then like he's following her around and he sees like, like cops are gonna like get to her and he's like no 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 no, get on the bike let's get out of here and then uh, what I love about that scene after that is like is, is Lisa asking 12 like are you gonna destroy it are you gonna blow the entire world up and like and 12 starts laughing he's like what are you talking about that's not that's not what we do that's not who we are um Mm -hmm. and like and Lisa just like all that from that moment on like all the pressure she had all that like think about it like she knows who blew up that building like think about like like the secret she's holding within herself is like crushing her and she's a very fragile character like Mm -hmm. I feel from that moment on she like her 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 level of stress like diminishes intensely and she's like okay Okay, I I, I feel I, I feel at home with these people, which is still crazy because they're like they're, they're terrorists. And then we go into that whole uh, scene with uh, we go into the whole uh, airport arc and everything. Um, I want to talk a bit a little bit about the airport arc. Maybe uh, what did you think of that mm-hmm. whole uh, chess match with uh, five, nine, and twelve, and and Lisa in the in the airplane and everything? Like, what did you think of that whole setup? Obviously, Shibazaki's, uh is was there with the police task force yeah. and everything. Oh, what did you think of that?
1: <laughs> um, with this show, I like usually when I watch like a long term show, and I see like these really quote unquote suspenseful scenes where it's like, oh, they might not make it out. But like uh, with this show, it was only eleven episodes, so right, right, I was right. thinking, yeah. So like the the suspense is driven a, a little bit more home. And that's something that I really dislike is when you know that there's more episodes after that. Then so like because I think like streaming has kind of ruined suspense a little bit, especially with TV shows, right? Um, but with this show, it's only eleven episodes, so you kind of leave it open to the fact like maybe if uh, nine and twelve die, maybe she goes on and like. <clears throat> And brings out their messages, like she figures out what their actual message is and then they and then she like gets it out to the people like just uh like that would have been uh just as interesting and like technically it kinda happens, but um anyway, once one thing at a time. <laughs>
0: one thing at a time, <laughs> um, yes.
1: Yeah. The whole thing was so suspenseful. I really love how it's it's kind of like a cat it's a little bit of a cat and mouse game with the whole portion with the uh with the airport, like so like learning that there's this other character who is just as smart as our main characters is behind the scenes and playing with uh surveillance cameras and like kind of guiding them in a way that she uh like kind of like a chessboard and it's really really nicely done like i love how the whole airport is kind of like their chessboard and i can't remember who or uh, what uh uh, condition this is but there are people who have uh, have this ability to actually uh, do chess without seeing the board and they use their brain to sort of uh, to like play without a chess board so like they could just imagine it from when it is uh <clears throat> they can imagine it from when everything's set up and then, like, how the entire chessboard looks based on just reading somebody's mo or remembering what somebody said at right, this point, nine, this point, and this point. Yeah. 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 Nine yeah, was it's-
0: amazing at that.
1: Yeah. And it's exactly like that. And I love it because most of the stuff in the show is very realistic. Like, I really like how close it is to real life. But at the same time, my head is just like, if they could have just done it in live action, but if they didn't live action, we'd missed out on, like, so much of this. Uh, like, really nice animation, this these really great background works, and this music. I mean... <clears throat> but all in all, I really enjoyed the uh, the whole thing with the airport. Like, there's so much tension and suspense. Like, you don't know for sure if the girl is going to make it out of this. I forget the girl's name. But oh, Lisa, Lisa. Lisa? Okay. <laughs> That's, like, one of the most... Normal names in a Japanese. Show. I know,
0: but I want to go back to what you said about nine being able to visualize things like a chessboard and everything. Uh, uh-huh. Another moment of the, of his very similar to that that really really impressed me was when he, uh, uh, sorry, when he was in the very first episode and then like he asked Lisa, uh, like, "Do you want to be an accomplice or do you want to like die where you stand?" And she's like, uh, "I want to be an accomplice." And he's like, "Okay, what floor are you on?" And she's like, uh, 14th. He's like, "Okay, go there." Go here. Go down here. Yeah. Go there. Okay, put the Karudin in right in front of you. Step back in the shadows. Do it now. Boom. Yeah. Tolls right there. Like he has this ability to like visualize these like pl- these plays like amazingly, and I love that about him. Yeah. I just like love that about him, and this his hacking skills too. Like we saw him just like with the whole uh, subway system where he's like trying to go by uh, back door, and then he sees like five yeah. like had him the whole time. He's like, "Crap, I gotta go by foot," and then he runs all <laughs> the way to the subway station. I think this is an interesting point maybe to, to go to. Um, these terrorist attacks, like, barely anyone gets hurt by them. Yeah. That's really, really something that's crazy to pull off what do you think about it like I guess you could make the argument with the Rapangi station one the second bombing where he, he delivers the noodles and then it's the bomb like the that's like oh my god like uh-huh. what you think of that like that the whole uh, setup where they don't uh, hurt anyone intentionally you, you see what I mean like when not, not a lot of people like these bombings could kill hundreds and thousands of people but they would never yeah. really do what do you think about that
1: Uh, What specifically? Just, like, how most of their, uh, just how, like, most of their attacks are not focused on hurting anybody, just mostly bringing something down, just showing that they can do it?
0: Well, more, like, in the sense that their explosions could take out... Hundreds of people, like I said, and uh, for some reason they they make it and they align it and they strategize it in a way where it never happens, and that takes like incredible planning. What do you think of like that setup that the, this this terrorist group isn't like in any other terrorist group where they just want to blow stuff up just for the hell of it? They have meaning and purpose between each and every one of their attacks. What do you think of that strategical approach to the terrorism?
1: Um. Well. Um honestly to be completely honest, this is supposed to be the case with most uh with like other terrorist groups. Terrorist groups uh are all joined behind a common goal. It, it, though it is an extreme goal, it's a goal nonetheless. So the concept is pretty much the same, except the difference is their message is like like they're avoiding killing people specifically because they just want to kind of uh get people's attention and from like how the show ends and like the whole reason that all of it was happening was just because these kids were in horrible condition when they were young and they were just uh or like when you kind of see piece by piece how these characters are growing up and you get to see the uh the horrible things they went through and like you you grow sympathy for them and Weirdly enough at the end of the show you're like I followed a terrorist ca- or characters that were terrorists for 11 episodes but their reasons are completely justifiable.
0: They are justifiable. That's the that's the insanity of it to me. Um I maybe I want to talk about um favorite characters to begin with. I mm-hmm. for the longest time 12 months my favorite character I love his attitude I love mm-hmm. his like super uh, like light lightheartedness about stuff yeah. but like he's still like like he's like Lisa if you like screw me I will kill you mm-hmm. I guess what I disliked about him was the way how he turned his back on uh, 9 and told 5 where the bomb was uh, in the mm-hmm. locker at the school when he was saving Lisa yeah that that made me like you, he has a weakness and his weakness is Lisa and we could see that mm-hmm. very heavily um, that's something about him that I didn't like. Uh, I really enjoyed N- Nine's cool, comp colli- uh, collected side, and obviously at the very end of the show, we see that all fall to the ground and break yeah. into pieces. And I love, I love the, the the rise and the fall of that character arc. Um, mm-hmm. these characters are these two boys are just like my favorite anime characters ever, um, uh, yeah. for sure. Uh, w- 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 any other thoughts on on those characters or any standout characters for you in the series?
1: Um, honestly, I just like the uh, the only thing that I didn't like was uh, probably Lisa or like at the very least, I really wanted more character out of her because like she most of the show, she's kind of just whimpering and feeling uh, feeling like garbage. And I'm just like, why are we watching this if there's nothing all that interesting about her? We get to know what her home life is like, but we don't really get to know her as a character because as far as we know, she, uh, I mean, like, because as far as far as we know, she just doesn't uh, know how to cook. And oh, I so, remember that. He's like, oh, "This is inedible." He's like, "Do you you try?" It. And she's
0: like, uh, "She's also really bad at soccer." Remember when they were kicking around the, yeah. the soccer ball at the last episode, and she's like, just like yeah. has the worst time ever. But yeah,
1: mm-hmm. I mean, like, I really wanted more of a character out of her because she's very plain. I want to say because there's. Like what? What can you honestly tell me about her aside from her home life and that she sucks at soccer and cooking? Well,
0: uh, she has the same eyes as the people, uh, as the orphans in uh, from the Athena planet, and that's the what tw- how twelve described her. She also uh, is. How
1: can I say this? Yeah, but I mean, what about her? Like, what about her personality? Do you remember?
0: What about her personality? Uh, I well, I remember her being extremely shy and her being very uh, like it was hard for her to adapt and, like, understand how to, like, live with uh, with 9 and 12 at the very beginning. Like, the first time she wakes up and she, like, touches all those cell phones and then they're all about to explode and and then, like, 9's like, good thing the trigger wasn't on because we would all be dead right now. And, like, so I was like, boom! Like I love those little comments by twelve here and there. <laughs> not, I just a little quick sign. Another one I loved was when the first episode, the power outage, and then all the kids are like, "Oh, where's my mom?" and he's just like walking around I was like, "Mommy, mommy!"
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> I love that. Um, yeah. But going back to Lisa, Lisa specifically here. Uh, another thing about her personality, I think, uh, is that she develops courage. Uh, With nine and twelve, the whole thing in the airport where she decides to like take the bomb and go to the bathroom to make a distraction. Obviously, she gets caught and everything, and gets thrown. It it, it ends up failing, but she does grow uh, a pair of tatas. If you understand what I'm saying here, Uh, (laughs) and she decides to like join the team and actually like help them out. And I think she, at at the end of it, she earns her place because she she helped nine and twelve accomplish their mission.
1: I, I I see where you're going with that, but I kind of disagree with it because there's it's it's kind of hard to explain because like I understand what you mean by saying that she grows, but the growth is not really it's not as apparent as you as I think you make it out to be, or at least from my perspective, I just see that she uh, kind of hasn't really changed. I mean, she did uh, kind of woman up, as it were. When, like, during the uh, the whole airport thing. But even when she does do that, she still gets caught. And that just makes her a liability. And I understand that she's an accomplice now, so it's either go ahead with those guys or die. But I honestly would have liked to get a little more into her head. Like, just see... uh, Like, just kind of get to know her character a little bit more. Like, maybe she has... Uh,
0: But that is her character That is her character Her character is Lame Lisa She gets bullied In that first (laughs) episode And she she, They're like In the pool and everything And Tova's like Oh this is what you call Bullying right And like, that's, that's her character. She uh, Later on in that episode, she's in the the, um, the washroom and she dumps out her lunch and her mom's overprotective. Like, that's what you can expect from her. It's not going to go any further. And that's who she is. It goes a bit further. Yeah, she grows here and there. But that's Lisa. Uh, I understand maybe wanting more out of her. But at the same time, I feel like we have such intense characters with 9 and 12. And they're fearless in everything they do that having a counterpart that's good the complete opposite in terms of, like, uh, co- uh, courage and going out there and, and getting it done is a good balance. Mm.
1: I see what you're point. saying, and I, I kind of understand a little bit more. She's kind of uh, supposed to be the observer or the straight man, but I still feel like she could have been a little more interesting. Like, at the very least, I would have liked to know... Like, I would have liked to see her grow a little bit more... And I understand that it's kind of realistic for her to have not grown all that much. Because, like, there is a, cause like after a point, she just kind of leaves the guys, and then the guys go off and accomplish their mission. And then, like, at the very end, she helps accomplish the mission. And I like that. But, I don't know. I think it just kind of rubs me the wrong way when you have a female character who is useless, for the most part. I do admit that she had points where she was helpful, but... They were kind of few and far between for me. That's pretty much just all I f- how I feel about it.
0: I mean, if you are talking about a female character that was useful, I think five when she starts being introduced, she really plays a big. Uh, uh, how can I say? Uh, like, uh, what's the word I'm looking for here? She's like a good enemy. She's a good person to like root against. Yeah. That like is she's a really to, like,
1: good adversary. Adversary is the word. Of, yeah, she's kind of. She's basically the same. Or it's basically kind of the same thing as like Moriarty and Sherlock. They're equals in the uh, like every like in almost every meaning of the word. And I really like how at the end that she kind of like I, I was honestly confused with like how at the end she offs herself and like how she's trying to uh, help everybody. I mean, I guess it's or trying to help nine and twelve. I guess it was just because, like, maybe uh, her being killed would like also help the help get their message out. But I I really liked her character. That was uh, like it was really interesting to see her play cat and mouse with the uh, nine and twelve. And it was it it, it's kind of hard to explain, but it was just really intriguing to watch uh, them kind of play play back and forth off of each other. You know,
0: right? Right? But like, I feel like her the reason why she was an adversary and then she turns out to idea not be an adversary not offing herself um Mm -hmm. is because when uh 9 and 12 when they were just kids in the Athena plan, uh, and they trigger that fire alarm system, and they managed to get away. Five was supposed to get away with them, but Five doesn't mm-hmm. e- end up, like, she ends up not being able to get away, and the reason why Nine has all those dreams and all those, like, flashbacks of, like, hor- of horrible things that happen is because he left Five behind. And so, mm-hmm. she's like, you left me behind, what the hell is wrong with you? Like, I'm, I'm stuck here, so you're my enemy, you don't care about me. And then, at the very end, she remembers, like, I am one of you. I am like nine, I am like twelve. I am one of you, so why am I fighting against you guys? You see what I mean? Yeah. So and, and so, she's like, let, "Let me join your side in the sense that, like, let me help you." And I, I mean, Alfie herself was—I think it was the whole dramatic scene and everything. It was a good scene. It was a great way. And when she when she dies, so I was like, "No, not don't, don't do that." And then the episode after that—that that, that episode broke my heart. Like the yeah. Okay, so five. Let's talk about let's talk about Shibazaki. Let's talk about the police force. Um, Shibazaki was obviously uh, a bit like. The L of the series, in a sense, he was the one who was able to solve the riddles, see through what's happening. He was he was the mm-hmm. one pie- piecing everything together. Obviously, not as smart as L, but he was uh he was. Uh, who nine and 12 were targeting. And they were like, he's the one who's going to get the riddles. He's the one who's going to figure it out. And they they do end up figuring out a couple of the riddles. And like, I remember that one riddle where it was like, uh, you have to solve it instead of like finding the bombs. And then they end up, instead of an explosion, they leaked all of the data from the, uh, the police investigation on Twitter and Facebook and Mm -hmm. everything. That was a great scene. Um, talk to me about Shibuzaki a little bit. Who are your thoughts on him?
1: Um, (sighs) Honestly, he was one of my favorite characters. Like, I really liked how uh, this character is. Like, he's kind of thinking the same, like in the same sense as a as a serial killer would. Like, there's there's a lot of characters that are like that. Al is a good example. Uh, Sherlock is a pretty close example because, like, he's like in the case of Sherlock, he knows how the criminal mind works, like just how the human mind works, and just the the way that it may be twisted but it makes sense like there's every, everything kind of just makes sense to him in a way but um <clears throat> uh, but with uh with the detective in this show it's a little more uh based around the fact that he has had this or he's been doing this for a long time and just, just the way he thinks is very uh what's the word avant-garde I guess
0: why is it avant-garde? I'm interested to, th- to know
1: that. I guess it's off-on guard in the sense that it's basically like he he's basically deciphering everything almost instantly. Like he completely like sees into their heads just a little bit. Like he at least gets what they're talking about. Like when whenever they have a puzzle for him to under to like solve he seems to almost get it like almost instantly. And it's really fascinating to see a police officer in, or in this sense, um, like completely understand the criminal mind in a, like on a really deep level. And in, in the case of these, in the case of uh, 12 and nine, they're not necessarily criminals, but they are doing stuff that's illegal. But the thing that's really driving the detective is figuring out why why are they doing these things and what is their ultimate goal and i really find it fascinating to see him kind of almost driven mad just trying to figure out exactly why these kids are doing what they're doing and the way that it ends it's just so powerful like i really love the way that when he comes face to face with them they're he's just like oh my god they're just kids they just want to they just want to have a normal life basically
0: Right. Uh, But, like, and what I loved also about that moment when he's face-to-face with them for for that final scene was, like, Mm -hmm. he's like, I will make sure everything comes out in court. And I (laughs) promise you I will do everything to make sure that your death is not in vain, you know, Mm -hmm. that you are successful and everything. And the scene we see after is that, like, yes, the the government collapses basically because everything comes out, like. We finally find out why Sphinx did what they did, and yeah. it, it was really nice to see that like he still cared enough about them that he visits the grave. Uh, yeah. You know, I, I don't know on how regular of a basis and everything. But another thing I actually found really interesting about Shibazaki, uh I remember uh, there was uh, one episode where he was talking to the that other detective. I forget the name with the guy with the short blonde hair, uh, and he was telling him how he was he grew up in Hiroshima, right? Yeah, and he was the second. He was uh, a second generation atomic bomb. Uh, victim basically because he lived in Hiroshima. So that, that was part of his background. So I think a reason why he accepted the case to like figure out Sphinx and why he had an interest in everything was because it was bombs and it was like terrorist attacks. So he, like, just from the beginning, it, uh, he, he was in a, a little bit cut from the same cloth where like he experienced terrorism and he was familiar with that, uh, Terrorism psychology was something he was very familiar with, yeah. uh, so I enjoyed I enjoyed that about uh, that the whole uh, setup here because he really could relate to the characters and I I loved like every um every uh, sorry what's the word I know the word in French but in English it's not coming to me every not not quiz every uh. Riddle every riddle that uh, that Spinks presented. He was like, "Oh, I think this is it," and he was right. Well, oh, I think this is it, and you were right again. And so he really is able to keep up with their the mentality. And basically, yeah. I remember at the end of one episode, Nine was like, "Come on out! Like, I want, I want to see when you're when you figure out. Like, come on out! Like, come in and join me here. I'm I'm challenging directly with all of these attacks." You know, and, like, Shibazaki, there was that other scene where he was on the live stream and he was like, oh, dude, we figured out the, your, your riddle, da 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 da, da. like, w- dude, don't, don't, basically, don't F with me. It was basically the sentiment he was giving out there. Um, yeah. Just really, really great character. I really enjoy Shibazaki uh, as a character. Um, I want to ask you about this, uh, Kyo. Uh, hmm. What were your thoughts on the one episode where instead of an explosion, it was uh, a leak of the police investigation information? Well because I was expecting an explosion when that happened, I was sure it's going where everything was going to go boom again, like that's what that's they're terrorists, but this time it wasn't a terrorist attack, it was a leak of everything of everything they figured out like talk- get me through your thoughts when that scene happened.
1: It made sense to me in the uh uh in the sense that like it kind of creates sort of a rift between the trust of the people and the trust of the uh law enforcers. And that's kind of a very, what's the word? Uh, it's a very thin line to, uh, or like it's a very thin kind of tightrope walk, as it were, um, because like any or any kind of information that the police are withholding from uh, the people seems dishonest to most people, to some people, like from that perspective, and in or like in the mind of nine and twelve they know that that will uh kind of cause a rift with the police and the people and they'll uh i don't know it just it feels like it feels kind of like a natural move I've seen it happen before in uh shows but um i don't know it, it seemed uh, it seemed a little uh normal to me because like I've seen other shows that have done the same thing and it just it just kind of makes sense you know right
0: but were you expecting it? Or were you expecting that like explosion?
1: Oh, um, I was expect. I was kind of expecting an explosion, but like at the same time, they never uh, revealed that they were setting up anything. Like from like as we're watching their perspective, but um, I don't know. I was honestly expecting it. I guess I honestly was expecting an explosion, and was kind of surprised just a little bit by the the leak. But I don't know. It just made sense to me.
0: Okay, okay, very interesting. Uh, let's go through this. Let's talk mm-hmm. about Vaughn. Uh, mm. The very first time, it spray painted in that uh, reprocessing uh, f- uh, facility, uh, and we're just like, "What's Vaughn? Like, what's this about?" And we we figure out it's an Icelandic word, and it means hope. Um, mm-hmm. And basically, this is like uh, when when Nine was listening to music, it was music from a cold land, obviously yeah. Iceland. And there's the 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 track Vaughn, uh, which is part of the anime, which is my favorite anime mm-hmm. soundtrack ever. Um, and we, we at the very end, obviously, also with uh, Lisa telling. Uh, Shibazaki uh, Music from a Cold Land It's Vaughn It's a nice line It it means hope And it all comes together Shibazaki's like I understand this Hope was uh, That like literally Put a tear to my eye At the very end Of the series When I saw that Uh Uh, What were your thoughts On just like this whole Icelandic influence that the sh- that, with the show with Vaughn, uh, you know, even with the text, like Vaughn, Voyage, like all this stuff, like, it, obviously, there's these, the- this theme comes back very often in the series. So, uh, mm-hmm. nine, yeah, he held on to that the entire series, and it's like, it's in the imagery a lot. It's very, it's obviously throughout the series we see it. It's very present. What were your thoughts on it's, maybe it's influence on the show, just your, or your thoughts in general? Just uh, go ahead.
1: Um, I really like the uh, the inclusion of it. Like it, like when you're when you're seeing it, you're thinking, oh, that's the that's the calling card, or like that's the way to know like they've hit the or like they've hit this place and like this is their mark. They know, or like they've infiltrated this area and they've left the <clears throat> and they've left that mark to indicate like, hey, this is us making a statement, and it it still remains a statement at the end of the show, but. Instead of just being a simple calling card, it is literally them saying we have hope that our message will come out and it, that people will be on our side once they understand why we've been doing all this and why we want all that attention.
0: Very, very interesting. Uh, for me, like when that song was playing in the Ferris wheel scene, um, mm-hmm. I feel like the the song represented a bit, it will be a of the confusion for 12 where uh, his love for Lisa, cause I think he had feelings for Lisa. I, pretty I, I, clearly. I, uh, yeah. Yeah. Pretty clearly. But his loyalty to nine, you see what I mean? And he was in a conflict mm-hmm. right there, uh, uh, right then and there. And that, that song like carries a lot of emotion and that message yeah. carries a lot of emotion. So it's something that like they held on to, but I also feel like it's something that, confuse them. You know what I mean? It's something that, like... Well, like, 12... Uh, maybe, like, when you saw that Ferris wheel scene and everything, and you saw 12 debating and trying to help out uh, Lisa and the timer's going, and 5 is like, you're not gonna be able to do this, where's the bomb? And, you know, this pressure and everything. Mm-hmm. What did you... How did you feel, maybe, uh, the message of hope influenced that particular scene? Or what were your thoughts on on that scene when you saw, like, 12 trying to figure out what to do and, like, ultimately choosing Lisa over 9?
1: Um... It really does show... Or, like, the whole scene really does kind of uh, give us, like... This is how uh, 12 is feeling. Like, you can tell by the way that the uh, voice actor is uh, presenting himself... And the way that the music is going... That he's very torn on revealing the actual answer. Because he doesn't want to betray his best friend. Like, literally... Basically his own brother, in a way. But he also... Is doing his best to one make sure that nobody dies because of their message, because the message that they're trying to send is not about is not about death. It's about getting the message out that they have been or like that people have been lied to about these children that went missing and everything. And two, because he doesn't want this person that he's grown attached to to die. So I really find that uh, the symbol of hope uh with the phrase vaughn like the light at the end of the tunnel is very hard to see like you can hear the song and it's very faint but i like how the entire scene is at night and it's very dark and bleak and it kind of helps establish the mood of like it looks hopeless but the sun is rising basically
0: the sun is rising and everything, and I feel like they came from the darkest place. Like, just a reminder, like, the Athena plan, this plan basically took 26 children and experimented on them that they were gifted, and only a very few uh, succeeded, and these these children were going to be used for, like, government, like, to complete government tasks, and basically, they were going to be, like, a uh, Doing the ones doing the dirty work for the government and like they yeah. like nine and twelve were like yo like we're out of here and you are gonna pay for what you have done and obviously they they succeed but they fail at the same time because obviously of of, of their death and everything uh, but I just the, the entire way it's set up like their their strategy of blowing up specific areas of uh, of a. Uh, Tokyo, and then Shibazaki realizing, okay, wait, this this subway station, uh, the owner of it is someone who invested in the Athena Plan. This building, the person there was also related to the Athena Plan. And boom, 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 and it starts making sense as to what their message is. I mean, I feel like this whole like setup that they had was. Uh, Brilliant, it just it's absolutely brilliant. There's and like I understand like some people are like oh white people will do uh terrorism it's meaningless but they they brought meaning to terrorism that's crazy to me. Mm-hmm. Um, before we ju- we just get to the end and we start wrapping this uh, podcast up. I did want to talk about the specific character. Uh, to me. Um. The, the reason why it, it, it was really funny to me because Lisa is obviously this character that's like very shy and everything and when we meet her mom obviously it's very brief but she's like the most overprotective being I've ever seen in anime <laughs> like it's like Lisa like leaves to school or goes to school and like I'd be surprised if like her mom also had a tracker on her and, instead of just 12 <laughs> like seriously and, and she like sends her all, all those texts and everything and I feel like that Overprotectiveness of her uh, exemplifies why uh, she is the way she is. In the sense mm-hmm. that, like, she just wants to breathe. She just wants to like uh, rebel in a sense. And like nine and twelve offer her this opportunity uh, opportunity to rebel uh, when mm-hmm. they're like, "Choose: Do you want to die, or do you want to like, you know, do you want to be a part of the squad?" <laughs> <laughs> squad, goals. squad goals. Yeah. <laughs> squad goals. Squad goals. Uh, do you, do you, Would you agree with that? Do you think, like, uh, uh, Lisa's mom's instability maybe influenced Lisa's choice when Nine offered her to die or to join? Do you feel like it, it had any influence?
1: Uh, first of all, I just want to say I feel like she could have avoided so much bullshit by just saying, I'm fine, mom.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, that, actually that was, fucking
1: yeah. saying something to her mom yeah. because, like, her mom is so, like overly insanely protective at the very least the girl could just be like i'm fine just like kind of coax her mom because her mom her mom's insanity is a little warranted i will give her that but beyond the uh but like beyond the point of becoming really protective of her child um gets a little out of hand really quickly (laughs) no i completely uh, agree But uh, anyway, what was your what was your question? I just wanted to like bring that up before I went into it. But uh-
0: well, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, Lisa's mom's like outburst and every and her like. Out of like her freakery, like wanting to control Lisa, and, like you know, super overprotectiveness, basically sheltering Lisa her entire life. Let's just think about yeah. it. Like she's been sheltered her entire life because of this, uh, of her mother that way. Do you think that element that uh, she grew up with influenced her decision when Nine was like, "Do you either want to die or do you want to join us"? And it w- this was an opportunity for her to rebel, basically, because at that point she knew like these are the guys who blew up the building.
1: Yeah, I mean. The more I think about it, the more you mention it. Um, I start to think like sometimes, or like most of the time, when uh, pe- when kids hit like uh, adolescence or puberty, they start to uh, like want to keep certain things from their parents. And in Lisa's case, Lisa is just really shy. Like no matter where she goes, she's afraid to like kind of speak up. I guess, but in that same sense, we don't necessarily know why. And if the only answer is like she's shy, then I don't really understand what the problem is but that's kind of just the way that kids work like when they uh go into high school they some of them start getting bullied or like go into a crowd that's kind of toxic to them for them and they don't really they feel like they can't really speak their mind and they feel very trapped so that kind of uh leads kids to be rebellious and just do what they want like regardless of uh regardless of whether or not if it's right or wrong so i I do agree with you I think that uh some of the overprotectiveness of being at home in contrast to being at high school where she is uh completely unprotected and she is without any form of uh like she has no shield to fall back on at school she's completely subjected to uh the bullying of her so called friends and when she comes home she's just complete she's uh pretty much trapped by her mother who who doesn't want her to go anywhere just because she's so afraid of her daughter leaving like her fa- just like her father did and right I, I forgot exactly, that I, forgot I can't that. exactly blame I can't exactly blame dad if she snapped so quickly just because she left and I know it happens I completely understand that it happens but there's a point where you cross a line and you need to get help
0: Yes, yes, obviously you know, like a completely accurate assessment there when you when you bring this up. Um actually i just thought about this too um these two characters i wanted to briefly mention as well because they were a part of the police task force and i feel mm-hmm. like we we have to give the police task force credit here because we only mentioned shibazaki and they were obviously like the reason why they succeeded i, I, I like the, the reason why 9 and 12 were able to succeed in a sense is because they had help with them at the very end and we'll talk about the end after that Um uh, yeah. kurahashi uh i really enjoyed him he was the um uh, he works at the police station, and he's, like, the, the top guy. And at, at the very first, um, at, I think it was the second episode, he, like, fills in Shibazaki on the information, and he's like, okay, there was a first explosion, da 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 and, like, this is really what's happening. And he's the one who really recruits Shibazaki out there. He's like, we need you. Like, we need you really bad. And he's able to, like, kind of pull strings here and there to, like, try to help. But then the American government gets involved, and he's obviously like okay, I'll take a backseat, and I'll trust the American government. Like, I'll trust you guys to make sure that there's nothing that goes, like, left field. And then, there was the explosion in the airport, and then, uh, there, uh, she was like, he's like, you told us there was nothing to worry about. And obviously, he fails, uh, here and there. Um, did you have any thoughts on Kurahashi as a character? Or did you think, like, he was just a one-hit wonder?
1: Uh... Meh. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that character didn't do it for you, huh?
1: Uh, not really. No, like, he... Honestly, he was kind of one of those characters who just kind of uh, didn't really leave an impact. Because, like, the characters that did leave an impact are honestly, uh, let's see, uh, 912, Lisa, uh, 5, and whatever his name was. Shibazaki. Shibazaki, Shibazaki. the detective, yeah.
0: Talking about Shibazaki, I actually really enjoyed his, like, I'm sorry for I'm not body shaming, his fat friend uh, in the <laughs> beginning of the show. He's like, uh, you know, you shouldn't assume that all fat people know, like, what this word is. or like. He he was really funny, and he added, like, like touches of humor here and there throughout the yeah. show. And, like, could you imagine just li- living in, like, it, no, sorry, not living, but, like, working that small office doing archives all the time? I don't know. I thought he was a, a, a pretty humorous
1: character, too. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know people like that.
0: Right now, right now. Um, what did you think about this? Um, uh, yes, uh, a lot of people compare this show to Death Note and what made me agree with that um is the uh second very early on in death note we have that uh, police meeting with al shows up and they are like obviously this killer da-da-da-da-da. and we have the same thing where like in the second episode uh, the police is going over the explosion of the terrorism attack and it's a cat and mouse and obviously we see this the from the perspective of the villains uh very similar to death note in my opinion obviously uh shorter than death note did you would you agree that this show is similar to death note or do you see uh, a a very big difference
1: Uh, same concept in my opinion, but, uh, beyond that it is, uh, uh, beyond that the concepts are, or sorry, I already said concept, uh, beyond that I think that it's very different, I, and the reason I say that is because, uh, there's some pretty obvious facts here and i looked through i actually did some research on this after i saw it because i noticed that there were a lot of points where uh some of these things were actually like kind of feasible because like i looked up uh the uh the whole thing about like that a nuclear bomb could actually like not hurt anybody if they had it in the atmosphere or like in a uh certain level of the uh of the earth's atmosphere really really yeah it's a hundred percent feasible it is a hundred percent true
0: wow that's crazy well it would obviously yeah. power out- I-, I thought about this the power out- outage would like knock off all the power in the city and people who are on life support in hospital would die yeah i don't know that's a really random thought but i i thought about that but it- keep going it's sorry. a good point <laughs> i'm <laughs> sorry Think about I don't that know. <laughs> yeah
1: it's a very good point uh not kill anybody in my ass now that i think about it (laughs) (laughs) Uh, but uh i looked through some some of the other things about it and um based on the whole thing or like based on the entire premise of the story it's actually very similar to a hidden project back in the uh shoot what was it uh the 50s where it was called mk ultra have you ever heard of that
0: I have not please uh let me know what MK, uh, MK ultra, is. ultra
1: was a secret project uh that the American government actually put into effect back in the 50s uh in like during the cold war and their ultimate goal was to see if they could create mind control or uh like see if they could come up with uh giving people mental powers and basically the whole time they were just dropping drugs for these people and seeing what the effects of these drugs were <laughs> kind of just hoping to get mind control out of it which is a silly a silly thought quite honestly but the concept very is pretty yeah <laughs> it's it's pretty similar to uh like how the show uh starts out like it's very similar to the core idea of like what these kids are going through they're being subjected to these experiments and tests and most of the kids are dying and like most of them actually did die like Thanks to uh, thanks to all that testing, but <clears throat> so like there there's some there's some uh, dosage of reality for you there, and I can't remember what else it was, but there were quite a few bits in the show. <clears throat> there, but yeah, like there were quite a few pieces in the show where a lot of it is very much plausible, which only kind of confirmed my thought in my head of just like why. Why isn't this just in live action? And honestly, if it were an American uh, movie, it'd probably do pretty well, I think. Um, they do have a musical of it. I looked this up. They have a musical of Zanky f- That's fucking weird.
0: <laughs> I know, right? But it's actually like, it, it, looked, it looks pretty cool. Maybe I'm Dude, such a fanboy? there's a, a, a fucking fanboy?
1: Evil Dead. <laughs> there's a fucking Evil Dead musical out there, and it's pretty weird. Yeah.
0: <laughs> There's also a death no life action. That's pretty weird.
1: <laughs> hey, that brought us Willem as Ryuk. That was one of the best freaking Ryukes you'll ever see. No,
0: true. <laughs> okay, let's let's start segueing through the uh the ending here. Let's talk about this whole ending scene. Yeah. And then we will uh close out the
1: podcast. <sighs> oh, the ending. Oh the, oh, the ending, ending was so beautiful.
0: It was a heartbreaker to be. Um it, so let's oh, it was let's so let's, perfect let's, though. Oh, yeah? Okay. I, I, I'm, uh, do you want to go first? Or do you want me to go first?
1: Uh, I'll just go ahead and describe it. Um, so, yeah, anyways, please. at the end of this film, or sorry, film, uh, at the end <laughs> of this show, they. At the end of the show, they get their message across, or so they, or like, they at least get the, the fact out there that they can, that they've pretty much put the entire country, or. Wait, no, it wasn't the country, it was just Tokyo, right?
0: Yeah, they they've endangered yeah, yeah, they've power outage the to okay. Tokyo.
1: Um so basically they just destroyed the power source for everybody and put them in a state of darkness. And that message for them is we lived our whole lives in darkness, now it's their turn. And they basically did all that just so they could get the attention of the police and have this have like an entire uh, set of evidence against the people who did all those horrible things to them when they were young children and it was uh, very powerful at the end to see these characters uh, like Lisa, 9 and 12 all go out to uh, this countryside area and they kind of just start playing ball uh, listening to music and just being kids (laughs) like as they wait for uh wait for the police officer and then once the officer gets there uh he just realizes wow these are just children and they just want to be kids and then <laughs> are you okay?
0: <laughs> I don't know if I can finish the podcast. <laughs> no, but go ahead I'm not me. sure if
1: I believe you or not, but
0: <laughs> no, no I'm thinking no, no but seriously go go ahead and uh, yeah you you might as well just you're, you're right there keo just pull pull the trigger right. on this world
1: well, anyway at the end they uh both the kids are shot and killed by the by the government, and uh nine's not shot with that the huh nine isn't shot,
0: he doesn't get shot nine I thought he got shot, on. but... Well, he uh, still died, though. Yeah, yeah, he did die. He did die. What did he die from? Basically, uh, I guess I, I, I guess I could complete it here. Um, what happens is, like, is like, okay, 9, 12, uh, Lisa, you're under arrest. And then 12's like, no, she's just a hostage, right? And so tw- Lisa's on uh-huh. the side here. And then the American... Helicopters show up and they're yeah. talking, and they're like, um, uh, blah blah blah. Like, what should we do about this? And he's like, Oh, they already know too many secrets, like, we, we, we should off them. And then Nine has this, um, converter basically, and he's like, If the U.S. doesn't withdraw their, their, their the airplanes right now i i planted these bombs in a in a nuclear facility and they, i will pull the trigger right now unless they like let go right and uh-huh. which that confused me because we never saw nine like plant bombs in another facility i don't know if that thing was a whole fake out like that was never shown to us in that entire series like the atomic bomb shows up and blows up everything in the sky and we didn't see we didn't see him plant them so maybe it happened off screen and then they're like uh they, they ask like what should we do the he's making a threat. it's like listen uh we're basically our we're in too deep at this point we might as well just keep going so and that's where nine nine gets shot right through the heart and dies on the spot yeah. and we the music is just like it really climaxes like at the perfect instant and th- we see uh nine collapse on the ground and start crying all these emotions and the helicopters obviously uh you know withdraw their uh themselves they only shoot 12 12 dies instantly yeah. and then shibuzaki's like like uh, uh, about to pull the trigger and like really blow up the everything cuz he's like so pissed like think about it. your number one ally is dead like i, I would have been like screw this boom you're like you-, you shouldn't have not have done that and then they pull the trigger and shibuzaki's like no i'll make sure everything comes out into court i promise you just don't do this like remember your mission remember what you were here for and that's mm-hmm. when uh, that's when he's like Nine agrees, and he throws the converter over to Shibazaki, and he says, "Remember us. Remember that we lived." And he has that final headache, and it's the fact that he got drugged and experimented on. Those headaches uh, is what uh, caused his death at the end of the show, and that's yeah. when he collapses and dies, and that's how they both go out. And something that's actually interesting to me um, is the fact that we never saw Twelve once get a single headache. But 9 had these headaches all the time, and he um, obviously died from it. So the fact yeah. that 12 got shot, like, think about it. If 9 gets shot, like, 12 might have been able to live on. And that's, like, saddens me even more. And I don't know, like, maybe I'm fan theory crafting at this point, but, like, I feel like 12's life expectancy would have been different than 9's. And just, you know, rest in peace, obviously. But, like, th- th- that entire ending, like, it is so like emotional it is just like a, yeah. it is a heartbreaker for sure and obviously there's a positive side to it at the end with like uh um lisa explaining that everything was came out in court and obviously it was all uh the sphinx's missions was co- accomplished at the end but they're still dead yeah so that's really the ending uh from my perspective at least um yeah go go ahead like uh, w- w- how did this make you cry did, how, how, did, did it surprise you like just take me through like what you experienced?
1: uh for me, I definitely experienced heartbreak because um, I saw the uh, I saw the entire or like I watched the show in entire in its entirety within the course of like two days and getting to the final uh, getting to the final scene was probably, it's probably, if nothing else, I think the show at least deserves, like, an award for most uh, emotional experience because um, just, like, going through the whole show and then uh, finding that these characters actually die at the end is very sad to see. But at the very least, you know for sure that they got their message out there and their ultimate goal went through and they could not be happier i guess but, yeah 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 but, and like despite and like despite going out on such a a sad and somber note it's very it's a very beautiful ending and if nothing else i would have to put it in my top 5 in my top five animated or or anime endings, honestly. Oh really? Yeah. Wow, wow. Well I I know you have high standards for anime,
0: so that's just that caught me by surprise. I mean, I think that it speaks to how good this show is and uh I don't know. Like to me, it was like I, I literally had goosebumps. Like when I saw Twelve get get the, the get shot, it just it, it it destroyed me. I was like, that was my favorite character, and he's just he's done, and he just collapses there, and his lifeless body's right there. It's 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 really hard to take, and, and I just I wish there was an alternate ending where they don't die. But obviously, like what would have happened, they would have gone gone to jail, and is that a better ending? I don't know.
1: Hmm. I don't think that's a better ending. I find that uh the way that it ended is very refreshing because I there's to me there's far too any there's far too many endings where everything works out. Sometimes you just kind of need a little dosage of reality for your shows and in in my eyes it made a lot of sense to kind of have it end that way because it, it it really le- it has such a contrast to the beginning of the episode or the the beginning of the scene where they're just having fun and being kids and you see what they always wanted they didn't want to pursue the terrorist life that they were going for but they had to because they wanted to make sure that their message gets out there and and that it is seen by people or and it's like seen by all the people out there who have been lied to and ultimately for me, the fact that they died doing what they knew was right only cements the uh cements the show as honestly I think the show is a classic if if nothing else
0: definitely definitely um I think that's like that, it's ending no, it, yeah
1: it should like I feel like this show if it left no impact on you then please tell me how because this because in my eyes i think this was absolutely great
0: yeah no for sure like emotionally like that this this got to me and like not a lot of shows do it for me like when i saw light die i was just like oh man he died that sucks But like this like oh my god oh my god like just wow um Let's start wrapping it up. I think, like, you gave your thoughts on the final scene. Do you have any other final thoughts, Kiel here on anything about the the anime, or do you... Anything? Go ahead.
1: If you haven't seen it, then I don't know how you got this far, but, uh... <laughs> anyway, really? um, I hope that... I feel like this is a show that... If I ever make, like, a top ten list of uh, anime that everybody must see, I would probably put this at number ten... At the very least for, like, the way that it's been put together. In my eyes, I think Death Note is a little bit better, but I can't deny that it left an impact and that it was a really smart, smart show. And if you haven't seen it, you need to see it at least once. I probably will not watch it again just because it is such, it's such an emotional journey for me because, like, I really enjoyed it and it may seem like i was kind of harping on it but i only say so- these criticisms because i want something to be better and like maybe push itself to being almost perfect and not Def- saying definitely. that whatever i say is perfect but like i find that constructive criticism helps people get better and kind of see where kind of see where the chips and cracks are where we can kind of fix things and just go just kind, of, just kind of aim for something a little better than what we already have, you know. But honestly,
0: if hot I, we you had come up here and I come up here, right, and we both think it's the best show of all times, and we just talk about how amazing it is the entire time, it's not going to be uh, an interesting podcast. It's not going to be as good of a podcast where you have no. the, all these criticisms. I I barely criticized it. I all the only criticism I said I if I think I've had to remember was that twelve turned his back on nine, and that maybe didn't. Enjoy 9 as much. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I, I try to. Uh, like I just obviously I'm a fan of the show and everything, but like I've had people say like it's like a slow beginning, like it's slow, it's a slow burn to like get into. I've also had people say I heard people say that when five gets thrown into the mix, like it's not as good, uh, the show doesn't get as good. Mm-hmm. So obviously like th- this show obviously can be improved in, in many ways. Um, I, d- I did want to tell uh people like um uh, if you enjoyed the show, you saw all eleven episodes, and you don't know what else to do, uh I found like I just I I look up the show all the time. There's a bunch of things about the show that you can check out. Um, I'm just going to throw out uh, what I know. Uh, the entire album, uh, the uh, soundtrack is ab- available on I- on SoundCloud. SoundCloud, there's like this SoundCloud account that has all the, the uh, OSTs that you can listen to all the time. So, yeah. really good there. Uh, a bunch of people do a bunch of AMVs of this anime. There's the Zankunotero subreddit you can check out. There's also like this Passion project I saw called No Analyze, if I'm not mistaken, and it's like this book with like all these no mm-hmm. Terra artworks and stuff like pe- fan drawings. I don't know if they're still selling it anymore. There's also someone mm. selling Karurin on uh, Deviant Art. Like I've 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 searched like uh, uh, everything. I I basically went everywhere except for fan fictions at this point. Like I swear,
1: <laughs> there's
0: so much there's so much about this uh, this anime uh, available out there. Um, so make sure you, know, you don't want yeah. to read
1: nine. You don't want to read 9x12? I mean, come on. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I do not. I do not. No, thank What's you. 9 times 12? 9
0: times 12? <laughs> oh, God. 9 but,
1: times 12 yeah, plus 5. Um... <laughs> okay, I'll stop.
0: I'll stop. stop. <laughs> All right. So, uh, my final thoughts on this series... Uh, this is go- I don't foresee an anime taking the number one spot of this show for me for a very long time. Uh, it's going to take something really, really, really good or completely out of left field for me to enjoy, to, to mm-hmm. find something better than this. Um, I love the music in this anime so much. We barely talked about the music. Uh, I loved um, Future Terror. That's a great soundtrack. I loved Vaughn, obviously, and one of my favorite... Soundtrack is NC Seventeen. That is another amazing soundtrack. Um, go check out the album. It's so good. It's so good. I listen to it all the time. It's on my iPod all the time. I listen to it. Um, my uh, my two favorite characters, obviously Nine and Twelve. Great characters. Uh, I love Nine. Uh, because of how his cool, calm attitude and like. Obviously, how it all breaks at the end is a beautiful thing in its own way. Uh, I also love the fact that he was, like, such an expert hacker for some reason. I didn't see that much in anime, and that was really cool. I enjoyed how 12 was really good with, like, uh, disarming bombs and, like... In the very first scene, you see him, like, twirling this grenade around like it's, like, uh, a piece of candy or something. Like, just, oh, that's a freaking grenade in your hand, and you're all chill about it. Like, that's insane to me. That's crazy. (laughs) Um... And uh, I I do think that the the criticism on Lisa not doing much uh, in the show is is valid and I would have to agree with it. I think that it would have been cool to see her maybe come out a bit more of a shell and just provide more for the group and maybe they would have had a different outcome. Who knows? Uh, that would have been cool. I would have to agree. So those are all my final thoughts. And Keo, so let's let's start. Let's uh, let I'll let you plug everything you uh, would like uh, people uh, to find out about. So go ahead and plug your merch. No, okay, plug your stuff.
1: <laughs> um, you guys can check me out on my YouTube channel at uh, GoPro Just type in GoPro Kyo in the search bar. You'll find me there, and you can find all my social media and uh, my other websites. So if you guys are curious about who does the artwork for, the, uh, for most of the giant music stuff, uh, go ahead and check me out. Um, I'm going to be starting a uh, Let's Play channel pretty soon with a couple of my buddies, and... Hopefully uh, hopefully we get that off the ground this time. We're actually having a lot of fun working on it, and uh, I hope you guys enjoy it. And uh, from there, I'm just going to give the microphone right back to Jayan.
0: Yeah, I heard I, Hotshot told me about how you guys are working on our Let's Play channel. That's awesome, and I cannot wait. Like, I, Let me know when that stuff comes out, because I'm definitely going to watch. That sounds really cool. Um, I also was going to mention another thing about... Uh, your artwork, yeah, you said most of my artwork, that's like, just, like yeah, let's, let's be honest, all of my artwork, like, come on. <laughs> Do not sell yourself short here. You like all the artwork I you see on this channel, guys. I literally,
1: I literally draw the face of Giant Music more than any man should have to. <laughs> <laughs> so, Dude, if you want to get technical, you could say, I am the face of Giant Music.
0: <laughs> I should just, like, make you my profile pick.
1: I'm. I am now your profile pic. I am Giant Music now.
0: <laughs> Actually, I had nine as my profile pic for the longest time.
1: You keep putting it back and forth, man. <laughs> I don't know. I just. I love this show so much. I literally make you my
0: profile pic. Like some girl. Like I remember. I like how you like, got it. <laughs>
1: I love how you got the gif of him like putting out or like pulling out his earplug and like I just was like I saw that and I was just like at the very last episode I was just like I haven't seen him do that at all and then I saw him do it I'm like oh okay that's where it's from. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I, I love it. I I was I'll either gonna put that one or the one where like the train blows up and he he's like almost in flames, and then I don't know. I was like maybe I shouldn't put that one as my problem. And then like Tom's so like, "Are you okay? Are you okay?" It's like, "What do you think?" Like friggin' the 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 subway just blew up in my face, dude. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, I'm gonna. <laughs> I'll, I'll plug my stuff and we'll, we'll cut it there. Okay. Um, so, guys, if you want to find uh, more anime podcasters, the podcast is available for free download on iTunes. So, go check out uh, anime podcasters on iTunes. We're at 30 plus episodes now. Uh, you can also uh, check out uh, the SoundCloud channel for anime podcasters soundcloud.com backslash giant music. My Twitter is at giant music, facebook.com forward slash giant music. Oh my god, so many places. Uh, I also have a Discord server. Check that out if you would like. Uh, you can chat me up anytime in the Discord. I'm, I'm there pretty often. And um, I think that's going to be it. Uh, a big thank you to GoPro Keo for coming on for this episode. I'm also going to be doing an entire uh episode about Zanky no Terror with Hacha. Because basically he lost his bet. And um, I was like, you're going to watch this show. Like, you have to watch this show. Like, literally, I couldn't make Hacha watch any anime ever. And I was like, you're watching Zanky no Terror. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. No, that's basically it. So thank you guys so much for watching this episode of Anime Podcast. I don't know why I say it like that. Um, <laughs> and uh, we will see you guys. Uh, at least I'll see you guys. GoPro, are you gonna be on the next one or not?
1: I have no idea.
0: <laughs> this you, you just have to subscribe to find out. I'm just I'm using GoPro to get subscribers at this point. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you guys so much. We will see you next time. Bye.
1: Bye.